A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Magical. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined by Andy Murray to discuss everything that's in store for us on tonight's Raw, which we are treating, of course, with the utmost seriousness. Uh, but before we get into it, usual stuff, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views. We have wrestler interviews. We hold roundtable discussions and host a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Now, it's fairly difficult to preview a show when there is literally nothing to preview. Um, I've just been on WWE's Twitter page. I've been on WWE.com, and there has yielded absolutely no indications whatsoever <laughs> of what's going to be on the show. I imagine we might get an opening verbal segment. I imagine that might lead to a match for the second quarter hour, or in fact, the main event. I've got no idea because... Quite frankly, this show might not even be written just yet. Are you looking forward to nothing? I always look forward to nothing. And life in general is so busy that if the opportunity to to fill three hours with nothing presents itself, I'm taking that with both arms, baby. I love doing nothing. I love doing nothing. Um, Bit of a candid look at the the interior life of Michael Sidgwick recently. I had a couple of days where I was just left on my lonesome to do nothing. That's not a good mix. And you know what I did? Chaos. I did nothing, mate. <laughs> I did nothing. I just about thought, you know what? I should make use of the time. Should I go out and touch grass? Did on the Sunday, but on the Saturday, I just did nothing. Yeah. So this is what I did. I woke up, right? Watched Rampage. But you know what? I'm going to watch some Twin Peaks. Back in my Twin Peaks, so I watched some Twin Peaks. And I thought, you know what would make Twin Peaks more Twin Peaksy? Go and get some donuts. So I had a shower. <laughs> I went up to Asda. I got some donuts, and I came back and did nothing. Get in. And then I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a little party to myself. So I just made four margaritas so I didn't have to keep doing it. Aye, big bowl. So I, then the, you know, that shaky shaky. Aye, aye, aye. Then I put some ice in, 
And I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep the shake shake in the fridge so I don't have to do it again. So I made four. And all I did for the rest of the day was listen to music. Get keen. Alexa. Just did some salt again. So my frozen glasses in the freezer. <laughs> and I just... Coffee and Peaks and then Margarita on Spotify. And it was glorious. This isn't even just a, like a, a, a day off. This is a vibe you've cultivated yeah. step by step. It's not just rolling out of bed in the pajamas and not really moving. It's no, uh, these are small steps to create just an incredible vibe. Well, the vibe was I was in the misty Pacific Northwest woods in the forests in the morning. <laughs> and, then I was, and then I was on the yacht in the afternoon. With Bray Wyatt. Wild. Oh, the yacht, Wild Boys. The yacht? Yeah, you're listening to... Yacht uh, Rock. Oh, okay. I thought like, you were talking about the video by... Like uh, Kenny Loggins, Steely Dan, uh, Margaritas. Oh, do any of these bands play blast beats? No. Okay, okay, that's why I'm not familiar with them. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Steely Dan playing a blast beat. <laughs> Are you reeling in the ears? Is that them? No, who's that? Who's reeling in the ears? Oh, that's the... No, I'm not going to do my gimmick. <laughs> Don't, don't do your gimmick. Do not do the, it's the gimmick. Beatles. Whose song is that? Is that actually Steely Dan? Possibly. In the years. I don't know. I think so. Hmm. Let us know on the postcard. This is just sensational wrestling audio for the people this week. Yes, it is really in the years. That is Steely Dan. Hey, there you go. See, I know Steely Dan. I know all the Dans. Dan Lambert, Steely Dan. Right, okay, what do you think of WrestleMania Backlash? Dan Durkin. We might as well have a little sub-review of that, considering that. Desperate yes, Dan. It's already been um, recorded and analysed in depth, which you can um, press stop on this right now and go and listen to. What are your thoughts? Because it's literally not to talk about on Raw. We'll, we'll, we'll muster up <laughs> something. What next for? Fallout. But for now, I think our takes on WrestleMania Backlash might be appreciated. Somewhere. Dan Byrne. Yes, WrestleMania Backlash was good. Uh, I <laughs> just totally got off the rails. Yeah, it was a good show. Um, I, I I appreciate these more condensed pay-per-views uh sorry premium live events um uh it was bookended by two very good matches at minimum i mean i thought cody versus seth was great like i was cynical of this match coming together in the first place because it was like well how do you how do you how how do you beat the first one it was so great uh how do you do that and how do you do it specifically without capturing the feel of spectacle that you get from a guy returning for the first time in six years who is also happens to be a foundational member of your closest competition jumping ship and all of that stuff how on earth can you recreate that the answer was they didn't try and recreate it uh and they did remarkably well to create something memorable in a worthy sequel uh on their own merit i like the overall story of the bits with seth being one step ahead and learning from his mistakes and all of this stuff it's just good wrestling psychology and then the finish i understand like people didn't like the optics of cody the baby face uh grabbing a handful of tights but i thought that played in with the narrative it did and you better get used to that because he likes to play those lines yeah, yeah well yes we certainly know all about that uh uh, and, and the main event was a lot of fun as well. It was a pure popcorn match, wasn't it? I mean, there was some good story stuff in there. Um, the, the, the bits and pieces with Roman, like, conveniently tagging in when when Drew was nowhere near him and then tagging out, and then they finally end up in the ring at the same time, and Roman's just like, uh, uh, good stuff there, but it wasn't, it wasn't like this psychological masterclass. It was just a fun spot fest, and that's okay sometimes, and I really liked Ronda versus Charlotte as well. So, yeah, it was a good show. Um, look, this is an unpopular view, as I've learned from the response to my tweet this afternoon. Uh, look, there's like an hour of video packages on these shows. Cut that down to a quarter, and these shows would be even leaner and it'd be even better. 
I saw the replies to that tweet. Without singling anyone out, like maybe there's a miscommunication because the, the the rule of Twitter is that if you say something that's 280 characters long or 240 characters long, what happens is everyone says, oh, what about all of these other words that you've missed and takes yeah. that you've missed? It's like, well, yes, there's obviously counterpoints to that, but there's only a certain amount of character limit. The thing with, I don't mind, obviously, a video package before the match that contextualizes the story if you've not missed the television or if you just want to refresh. Um, they don't have to be as long as they are. No. They do lots of just incidental adverts for various things like WWE Evil or whatever. That's just pointless, pointless, yeah. pointless, pointless. There's obviously a point. Again, it's the, well, have you thought about this? No, because I'm not talking for eight hours about literally every subject <laughs> known to mankind. But a little pre-match package encapsulating and content contextualizing the feud yes don't really feel like every mid-card match yeah. quite frankly you don't need it every five minutes like for five minutes at a pop as well particularly when you have that's why the kickoff show exists like if i wanted to to get more hyped for matches that i've already watched you know five hours of weekly television of build of let's watch the kickoff show and it's like oh people will say oh well no one watches the kickoff show this why do they exist then yeah why yeah. does the television exist like there's still so much time the overall point is there's still so much time you could trim off of these shows yeah. so while backlash was a nice lean watch i watched it I, I didn't watch it live um because i wanted to sleep last night I, I started at like half four in the morning and i think i had to skip through like 15 minutes before the bell rang for cody versus rollins it's like come on man like i've watched every single beat of this show i don't need every single beat summarized give me like a minute and then do the entrances yeah uh, it's a, it's a uh, flaw of the format that's never going to change so it's a bit of a pointless one to because they create b-roll they're a b-roll company they are a b-roll company yeah. um i think there's genuinely an argument to be made that both WWE and AEW are complete opposite ends of the extreme here, and there's a nice meet-in-the-middle situation where context is good, spoon-feeding is bad. Yes. That's ultimately the, the TLDR take. But yeah, for me, my thoughts on WrestleMania Backlash, I was pleasantly surprised, and one of the reasons behind which is that like I was going to watch it live, and I thought, you know what, no, there's no point. Um, I'd watch WrestleMania live, obviously, because it's a more important show, but I expected that WrestleMania Backlash wasn't going to be that long and that'd be loads of drivel that you could inessential drivel content b-roll as you say that you could fast forward through so i got up at four thinking that i'll definitely watch all of it before my kids woke up, wake up and then i thought you know what? i'm still tired i'm gonna get up at five my kids woke up at seven i got up at five and i managed to watch every single bit of action in a three-hour pay-per-view because there's so much extraneous yeah. fluff on these shows but in terms of the content of the show itself you have to completely echo the i think we mean you were talking about this um earlier in the office in my opinion, it's Cody's most impressive match. Not necessarily his very best, but his most impressive match since the Dustin Rhodes at uh, Double or Nothing, even more so than the WrestleMania. Same with the WrestleMania, there was a good seven or eight minutes of just totally surreal, I cannot reconcile or register any of this. Mm. There's loads of good mid midsection selling in, yes. on the part of Cody in the WrestleMania match where he had to fight through it. And like, I thought that's a really difficult body part to sell. I thought he did it tremendously well dot, 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 in hindsight, because I was just so struck by how surreal everything was that I couldn't really register any of the action. I think this is a better match. Mm. Certainly more impressive one. It won't be the more memorable of the two. But there are so few things you can do in a WWE match, and I think that Cody Rhodes got really unfairly criticized during much of his AEW run for relying on certain shortcuts, like bleeding. People used to hate that. Like, go and watch anything from the 70s and 80s. And you realize yeah. he, vague, he pretty much did it in moderation compared to some people. And the fire and the ridiculous ladder spots and all the rest of it and the pyro. People just thought he was uh, 
all aesthetic and all shortcuts. There was no depth to his work. There was so much depth here. Think of what you couldn't do in this context. Can't drop people on the head. Can't bleed. You can't bump through burning tables. Uh, you can't just sort of tell a million stories at once because you don't really have any creative input realistically. Within all of those restrictions and the various trope trappings of a WWE match and the pace that you kind of instructed by agents to work, I generally thought this was so impressive. So much depth to it. Uh, the pace was really engaging. Um, I love the storytelling, as you point out, where Seth Rollins actually had time to prepare, and prepare he did very well. But just the sense that these guys were kind of born to be rivals and that yeah. they loved the thought of competing with one another. You just never get that sporting body language and tone, and they just generally felt like they were desperate to have a great match, but they knew to sort of parlay that into working it as a competition. I thought it was an absolutely fabulous match. Um, Bobby Lash versus Amos was Bobby Lashley versus Amos. Like, the, mm. the, the nicest thing I can say about Amos is that he doesn't get visibly lost anymore to the point where you're kind of vicariously embarrassed yeah. for him. Yeah. He's, he's matured into a guy who can do the very, 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 very basic plotting of a wrestling match. He still doesn't really project an aura. All that height, this is a, a nasty way of putting it, but all that height's kind of for nothing. But I don't get embarrassed on his behalf anymore so i yeah, guess yeah. that's a modicum yeah. of improvement um edge versus aj styles was pretty much exactly the same style and whatever match they had at wrestlemania like taking a while in the spaces between moves can work if the fans are riding or dying with the characters and the story they're not the thing it's lame they have to pipe in um fake crowd noise to make yeah. it seem like it's bigger than it is they just they think they're working a great match, and I'm not feeling that they're working a great match. They just assume. I just find it very lazy and arrogant. Let's lie around for a while and soak in this reaction. What reaction? Yeah, and you need to earn these 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 moments as well. It's like, I don't know, it transparently feels to me like every time these two get in the ring together, and it's only twice, to be fair, but they are so clearly shooting for Michaels versus, uh, versus Taker, uh, the two last two mania matches um and falling nowhere near it it's it's kind of strange to see that from aj i mean he's had misreads in the past remember the the daniel bryan royal rumble match which was wonderfully well worked but just not what that stadium yeah. wanted at all um it's a similar misread on that level um yeah, yeah. jj styles the new triple h <laughs> what <laughs> the amount of big matches where he's bored me rigid in the spot mm. is genuinely piling up now. I mm. like the Samoa Joe stuff. Genuinely, a lot of people yeah, didn't. Yeah. Every, I don't think he's had a single great match at WrestleMania. I think no, a lot of um, people love the air that Shane McMahon. My personal bias is for Shane McMahon, I'll probably get in the way because people loved it and the, the critical reception and in the stadium. So, okay, I will say, not for me, but yes, people will consider that an achievement, a loud match, if nothing else. AJ Styles, I've watched so many matches, the Kevin Owens stuff, yeah. um, loads of his WrestleMania work, where I just thought, I think you're possibly, he's either arrived too late, no one's interested in AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd agree with like that. that. I think, um, the, to an extent, certainly, I think there's probably an element of slowing down in age and, and all of that, and he's probably like a lot of his peers who have come to WWE in their mid to late 30s, figured figured the company out and, yeah. and realized that he can still be extremely over um, without having to go and, and kick his own ass um, with the, a, a crazy showing. But like interspersed with all of this is you do get the occasional Brian match and th those were tremendous outings and the Lesnar match from a few years ago as well. But like it is quite a thin resume of absolute top, top, top level work. But then again, it's like, 
this is such a multifaceted thing because how many people in WWE have over the past two or three years like 24 star plus matches or whatever and like Kenny Omega has that in a year you know yeah um so I think it's a, it's a it's a lot of things coming together I, I I don't think pairing him with Edge helps I think that and people hate this take but it's my take so I'm going to repeat it again repeat it um Edge Edge loves his he's a fart sniffer isn't he yes. <laughs> like yes. the guy he loves his own stuff uh, and it's fair enough. He's clearly a guy who has a lot of ideas, uh, a lot of grand ideas, uh, a very grandiose guy, very melodramatic guy, very big theater guy, very trying to reach the last seat in an arena of 100,000 people. And that's the WWE main, main event style to a degree. But sometimes it comes off extremely pompous. So phony. Yeah. And these past two matches would be an example of that. I will say... The, 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 the two Edge versus Styles matches, neither of them has had as much capital A acting as I thought it would. There's not been as many monologues and facial expressions and uh, what's going on here uh, and all of that. But they're going for methodical, slow-burning epic. And Ugh. in the end, for me, they're just having boring... I mean, this was only like 15 minutes. Felt and so much longer. Yeah, it did. Like, I was sitting there watching it and I was like, hell, I have only 10, 10 minutes passed here. Um... It's for a lot of people this style. Uh, the I think WWE fans Is it because not, it's not getting a reaction. Not in the arena, but I think if you look at the reaction online from people who only consume WWE or primarily consume WWE, they're going to lap this kind of thing up because it's. Uh, the, you're being told that this is an epic and yet they're not really doing anything to earn that status. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Or maybe people are, it's going to sound insulting, discerning. but for discerning or with a broader frame of reference, yeah. So 
Uh, pairing hasn't lived up to the billing, and I hope this is the end, although I suspect it is not. It's going into hell. Oh, yeah. It's Blue hell. It's going into hell, and we'll discuss that imminently. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just bores me, senseless. Like, if you were to examine it from a wrestling trainer point of view, like an old mind, you'd think, oh, my God, they're doing all the right things in the Rip right Rogers order. Rip Rogers absolutely yeah, loving yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're doing all the right things in the right order, and the limbs are being sold, and it's every move more or less works in succession, but at the end of the day, it's all about eliciting a, a, an emotional reaction from the audience and measuring the, 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 the volume of both matches across WrestleMania and WrestleMania Backlash. They are fundamentally failing at that level. Uh, we'll move It's quickly. like robotic. Sorry, yeah, no, you, it is. You, you were going to move completely uh, quickly onwards. But yeah, it is. It's like completely devoid of emotion, and yet this is the thing that when people call for this style of match, they associate it with being emotional. And it's like, no, you're not generating any of that. You might do a crazy wide-eyed stare every now and then or, or a shocked face when someone kicks out. That's, that's, that's not emotion, brother. That's high school-level acting. Yeah. It's like, come on. Give me something more. Come on, guy. You're both better. Well, AJ, you're AJ's better than this. AJ's better than Edge is doing his uh, legacy. No shortage of uh, like, He's thrashed and he's pretentious. Yeah. And dull. Bit harsh, but uh, <laughs> it's also, like, uh, also true. If you, ever, you know what? You know what? This stage of Edge's career is Metallica and Lou Reed, <laughs> Lulu. Yes, <laughs> friend, tick tick tock, friend. This is as good as I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> we got like it's 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 literally Lulu. It's like this high art that no one can comprehend. That's a fabulous analogy because <laughs> even if you don't go that harsh, you can still like it's it's death magnetic Edge. Sure, where he's trying to do similar stuff to his prime, kind of failing miserably. And I would say that his match with Roman Reigns and the former Daniel Bryan was his uh, all nightmare long, which is good, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I mean, it's not battery. Yeah, yeah. It's I not, mean, he's never going to... It's not for whom the bell tolls, but you never know, all ride. nightmare long's good. Yeah, the guy's never going to ride the lightning again. But, you know, maybe you'll get the Hardwired album was pretty good. So maybe... If he follows the Metallica career trajectory to that point, we'll get a nice Indian summer before he before he hangs them up for good. But yeah, sorry, Lulu. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life, I think, to be perfectly Other than latter period smashing pumpkins. Oh, wow. Apparently, apparently that... <laughs> Melancholy is my favorite album of all time. Wow, I'm a Siamese dream guy, but okay. They're doing a sequel to it. No, it's not going to be as good. You can't do that. It's like Weezer going, hey, we're doing Blue 2. I mean, yeah, they've probably done they've that. Probably done yeah, that. they release an album every it. year. Bye. Uh, Basically, old guys give it up unless you're David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> in his I 70s, think doing the return. There's like a, a, a stage in like an artist's career where they're probably just tired of like keeping up with the Joneses and innovative and everything else. I think like once you're five or six albums deep and you've got like a revered body of work, and this is good for Edge as well, you can get away with just playing the hits a little bit and releasing these like three out of five albums that are fun for a long time fans but aren't really pushing the envelope and the songs that come out of them will fit nicely into a set list in between all of the big hitters and stuff um but it's, in some cases you uh, you hook up with a legendary eccentric in lou reed and record an absolute disaster so aj styles <laughs> is lou reed <laughs> or, is, is, or is that damien priest <laughs> I Damien Priest still listens to new metal. He's oh, got that he's, vibe. He's a spine shank guy, isn't the he? Cold Chamber, yeah. 
I look, I love these goofy bads. Um, this is not slander at all. I love, I love, I love stupid crappy new metal. I think it's awesome. Uh, but he's definitely got like he might have played bass in the Shock the Monkey video like tw- twenty years ago or whatever. The age profile as well. He does indeed. Yeah, he's probably like a session musician on the way out. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> in two thousand and one <laughs> or whatever it was. He's done a he's done a, a guest recording with Taproot. <laughs> Mushroom Head. You what was the Tabroot song? Again and again. Uh, they had Poem. and Poem again and again. And again. Yeah. I remember, again, I remember again that. And again. Yeah. I remember Again and Again was one of my first uh, Napster. Like, I must have oh heard boy. it on like, Tommy Vance's rock show. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the dirt. So like, I must get on Napster and spend two hours downloading a single MP3. I'm pretty sure Again and Again Tabroot was one of the first, like, I could just get a song for free. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Lolzul Rich did not like that, did he? Oh, we we see we've come full circle we now. We, we are Napster, Edges, Metallica. I don't know. <laughs> it was just the other way around. Ronda Charlotte was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Apart it was, from the acting at the end, um, just like I like the. There's two <laughs> bits of like, there's two bits where it's like right, you are breaking away from what you're really good at, which is actually having like a submission esque, submission influenced fight, with a kind of furious tone that's really complementary to the to the styles of wrestling that you do. One was cool and the other one was terrible. Mm. The cool bit, like the, the, it felt like a martial arts fight. Like, right, we're getting the weapons out. We're doing the big martial arts fight on the stage. I thought that was cool. Then the acting at the end was poor. Um, Corbin Moss was a nothing match. And there's nothing to say for me on the main event other than they took ages for it to be really cool. And as cool as it was, when you're doing like a trio's banger, you don't have to do it this way because the Blackpool Combat Club don't really do big state-of-the-art stuff, but... It was a very good WWE version of a spot match. Nothing looked brutal like a Blackpool yeah. Combat Club. Nothing looked state-of-the-art or mind-blowingly, how on earth are you doing this, like Death Triangle. But for a WWE trios match, I thought it was very, very good. Yeah, same here. I had a really good time watching it. It was, uh, yeah, I, I thought that some of the comparisons to PWG uh, from Lofty, Shagger Dave, uh, were okay. Uh, I, I don't agree with you um just an easy frame of reference isn't it yeah for sure for a fast-paced action first popcorn match but yeah i had a good time with it and um you know a bit little bit surprised by the outcome i would have thought that if you're going to build drew up as a potential challenger then maybe him pinning one of the usos would be more effective um but in general well i don't really like the way they got to this with the fake out of the unification and then all of that whatever that's for me not effective marketing um I think really they should be doing more of this kind of match for, right? We saw it in the, the Raw main event, the random trios match with like basically everyone who's cool in the women's division near enough uh, the other week. And it, it, it's just the kind of thing, it's so weird that you rarely see, or not as often as they should, uh, WWE just pairing up feuds and parties that are warring with each other and just having a tag or a six-man. It's like perhaps uh, a booking technique that they could adopt from like a ghetto or someone um obviously you don't want shows that are like a random new japan kurakin hall show where there's no singles matches or if there is it's between the young lions and they go 10 minutes and it's spirited but ultimately not something you have to see but yeah something they should do more of uh and i had fun with it something they should do all more of as a pay-per-view main event Mm, not so much but there's a time and a place for fun stuff like this now a good time one of the reasons why I'm procrastinating so much, Murray, is I'm approaching this episode of Raw with, I was going to say, a sense of dread. An even more profound sense of dread than normal because there were two finishes on 
this show that feed into Raw, given that you'd expect that Roman's not going to be on it tonight. He would have been advertised if he's going to do two um, shows. The two key singles programs on this show, and you can even extend this to, to Lashley and Moss. I'm thinking they both go to Hell in a Cell, mm. which is something they would do. Not something I'm necessarily massively into, uh, but something I feel like they're going to do. Um, because Cody and Seth, it fit into the match, but Seth Rollins is obviously going to come out and roll tonight and say something to the effect of, oh, the big baby face hero, the big good guy, um, held my tights. He could play the deluded bit because he was obviously doing it before. That's going to go to Hell in a Cell, possibly. Yeah. Cody cut, put a, uh, <clears throat> cut a post-match digital exclusive where he said he was moving on, but that wasn't scripted. <laughs> he just gets yeah. grabbed for digital supplementary content. So I expect that finish. Surely this isn't going to Hell in a Cell, but obviously it kind of is because they've written themselves into yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not totally averse this one going another round. Like, usually don't like to see the endless rematch cycle. The do. trilogy, yeah. Yeah, but like in, in this case, I think that even though Cody has won the two, I'd be quite interested in maybe an actual Hell in a Cell match between the two because I think that it would kind of just reaffirm Cody's effectiveness in the WWE system if he was able to take this tired stipulation that doesn't really develop the same amount of danger and and all of that anymore and turn it into something pretty awesome. That would be an ultimate, that would be an exceptional triumph on his behalf. So that's maybe the one match out of all of these that, well, there are others, but like the match I'd most be interested in seeing on the next card and does feel like they're going to run him against Roman at some point. So if they can keep the if they can keep this hot for another arc, and you know these characters are both very they come across very well on TV, maybe they can. Yeah, it's one of those where if you're trying to use your imagination and look at anything else that they've got on the docket, this probably is going to go to a third. And relative yeah. to anything else, it should be quite strong. Um, so yeah, I do expect this to continue. There's another feud that must continue and. I don't want it to. Edge versus AJ Styles going to Hell in a Cell as well, obviously. There's yeah. if the, the whole Judgment Day stable aesthetic. You can mark it like as hell-ish. The fact that there's never been a clean finish, it's so painfully WWE in every single respect. It's a bit lame. Um, it's not really angle-heavy. It's all very scripted promo-heavy. Two consecutive non-finishes or like stupid finishes, interference finishes. Um, he formed a stable on the back of two premium live event matches. This one's going to hell in a cell. And given the investment at this point is in Edge's new stable, maybe Edge will go three, you know? He might do, yeah. It seems to be. They they say what you will about the presentation of it, but they have actually, they've invested time into it and stuff, and they've come up with the blue. <laughs> come up with the blue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've they found a button on a on a. This is what I'm giving the production team credit for these days. Uh, they've they found a button on the on the on the switchboard that makes the lights go a different color. And they got off Ron. He's got a new he's got new entrance music and Damien Priest is in call chamber. So theoretically, right? <laughs> this match is going to go to Hell in a Cell. Edge has found two ways of defeating AJ Styles, and they are both by recruiting new people to a stable, right? So this is a bit of fun. You know, I like to do certain voices on this podcast. Do we? Andy Murray. Mm. Picture the scene, and in fact, lay out the scene for our listeners. AJ Styles comes out on Raw, and he's been screwed again. <laughs> what does he say? Let's <laughs> do a voice. <laughs> Oh, 
What am I seeing in this it's place? It's an AJ Styles voice. It's, it's we're, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. That's AJ Styles. <laughs> Real. I'm AJ Styles. No, his, it's, his, his voice is a little higher, isn't it? What's he, what's he do? Just saying, I, that's it. I've got, the yeah, wrong, got I've got the wrong sovereign accent. I'm just saying. What am I talking? I can't remember what the, uh, the freaking feud was about, but uh, I'm going to turn your blue light off, Edge. I'm going to shove it right up your keister. I, I don't know. Keister is exactly what he would say. You can say some horrible things, but not a swear word, like yeah. other horrible things. What do you mean, Judgment Day? You can't say that about my Jesus. He said that before, hasn't he? You can't say that about my Jesus. You can't say that about my Jesus? Yeah, that's the line that you might use. You can't say that about Edge. What the <laughs> hell? You got one guy coming out. You got another. You got a woman coming out now. <laughs> and now won't sit around with me, God dang damn it. I'm just saying, what, what, was, the, what was the woman saying before? I'm just saying, she was attacking Liv Morgan before. So what you doing? Do you think my feet are flat? <laughs> I'm just saying, they've got they got some interesting ideas. I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have gone any better. Uh, what else on the who, who else wrestles on this show? Uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Ezekiel, are they going to have a match? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I remain perversely entertained by this storyline, though. And I, I, it goes against the everything. Judgment Day community. <laughs> there you go. It goes against everything I kind of like, uh, really. Because like, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like... I don't really think this is good, but it's weird, and I like weird. Um, Kevin Owens is—he's secretly the most valuable wrestler on WWE TV, even if he doesn't sell all the tickets for the pay per view and whatever, because he's one of the few guys who's capable of taking literally anything and making it at least like perversely fun. Because he always has little quips and little bits and pieces here and there, and like you need like ten Kevin Owens on a three-hour wrestling show. Uh, so I'm always interested in whatever he's doing, unless he's getting put in a port potty and tumbled over like back in the day. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, that was not that was not a good time. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's funny to me as well that like we got that report last year about how Elias was going to have a new look. But he looks too much like Randy Savage for Vince's liking. I love that. So they brought him back now. They gave him tassels. It's like, hey, pal, you look exactly like the Ultimate Warrior now. <laughs> Who's he going to be next? George the Animal Steel. This like conversation just brings into focus how little happens. Nothing moves forward. I'm asking you, do you think, uh, what next for uh, Ezekiel and Kevin <laughs> Owens? It's like, literally had this conversation a month ago. Yeah. Like, now it happens. No, now it happens, and you've just done WrestleMania Backlash, two of the finishes of which, which are two of the key storylines on Raw, were booked in such a way that you can absolutely have the heels or the baby faces come out and say, oh, it wasn't fair. We <laughs> <laughs> are Ripley out here, and I don't know what's going on. She's wearing a hoodie. i never seen a hoodie before. Oh. <laughs> she a druid? <laughs> Joe Gacy? Is he here? The Fiend? The Fiend? Gacy? Mm. Ripley? Hitch? What's going on here? Do you see the fiend at ringside? At the wrestling yes, <laughs> tremendous cosplay. Shout-outs to the kid. Yeah, I did. I did awesome. Kid. Still, what's, what's, the, what's the parent doing there? <laughs> <laughs> you want to dress up as the fiend? Uh, well, go for it. <laughs> it's a Harley race. Great fun. Great fiend, man. How long has this podcast been going on the for? Reckless Fiend. Is our timer? Yeah, we're on 31 minutes, mate. Uh, right, okay. Let us know what you think is going to happen on Raw tonight. Because Omos? What's he going to do? Is he going to fight? That's the, I think that's gonna going fight again Cody? because guess what? It's 1-1. One, one. Ah, you got to have a winner, haven't you? It's golden goal. Except like 90 weeks instead of 90 minutes. Yep. Uh, but let us know. Have we been too cynical? Are we not treating Monday Night Raw with the reverence the show deserves? Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> 
on Twitter underneath the link to this podcast at WhatCultureWWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Andy Murray at... You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for... I'm you turned him into a total yokel. <laughs> we turned him into. <laughs> Poor guy, he's one of the greatest wrestlers ever. <laughs> we just turned him into like a corn cob. <laughs> corn cob? I mean, on my barbecue. <laughs> I need no vegetables. I need no vegetables. <laughs> what are you talking about? They don't go in the flat earth. They grow out the flat earth. Oh, whoa. That's why when you look out a window, you see nothing, nothing but infinite miles of corn cobs until you see the ice wall. And that's where the flat earth really is. How many vegetables are curved? <laughs> they shoot up from the ground. <laughs> yeah, they don't a, grow a, sideways. In a straight line. That's <laughs> some, that's some literal, that's literally some food for thought. And you can follow, <laughs> you can follow me at M. Sedgwick. Um, I think that's it for today. In terms of the podcast you get to listen to and given oh, the tone no. and subject matter of this one, it is just as well. We will be back to uh, review Raw tomorrow and to preview NXT 2.0, the WrestleMania Backlash review. The other yeah, serious long one is up um, as is the Rampage review. That was a good show that advertises things that you can actually talk about. Uh, so check those out today and tomorrow. Uh, thanks for staying with us and if you stayed with us until this exact moment <laughs> absolutely particularly fair play your loyal listeners and we appreciate you and we will see you soon <laughs>